Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoy the message. How's it going, everybody? I hope you guys are having an incredible Wednesday night. Um, I'm really excited. We have another Wednesday night service. Um, you know, being vulnerable with you yesterday, I was really, really discouraged. Um, I was really upset that uh, I was overthinking things, really. And I was thinking of the concept of, man, do, do people really watch this? Do people really listen to the podcast? Are the words that the Lord's giving to me matter? And I was thinking about that last night and I was like, I was, I was praying. I was like, Lord, why, why do I feel this way? Why, why do I feel like no one really listens? But God really corrected me last night and he told me, the, this is not just for anybody. These are for the people who need this. This is for the people who, um, who need encouragement, who need, um, a foundation to live, to stand upon. And I'm really, really excited for this message because God really put on my heart, but I overthought it last night, but that's when God revealed to me, you know, if you need this, don't scroll. If you need this, stay on the video because God's got something to tell you today. So last week I talked about, um, why do I feel lonely? This message is the reason why God spoke it to me because this is really for me as well. This is a personal thing for me. Um, if you take the Enneagram test, you know, I'm a, I'm a type nine. I'm a peacemaker. You know, I'm a, uh, I, I love, uh, uh, my whole Enneagram name, nickname is gentle spirit. So I love, I love the peace of God. I love the joy and the, and the comfort and the peace of God. But this message is based off of the topic that is the opposite of peace. And that is, why do I feel, exa- uh, why do I feel anxious? And so this message is going to help you pinpoint, um, because let's be honest, we're all struggling with anxiety and stress and worry in this time. Since we can't be with each other, talked about loneliness last week, loneliness. And now we're focusing on something that's a little bit worse than that. And Anxiety really hits a lot of us, especially us nines. If you're a nine, you know, you know, you struggle with anxiety. Um, and I struggle with that a lot as well. Like I, I'm, I'm anxious right now, uh, preaching to nobody except virtually. You know, I'm having this, this anxious, like this tense of anxiety in this message, but I want to encourage you, um, that, you know, you think, you think to yourself, you know, can anxiety be really gone? Sometimes I think to myself, no, I don't think that anxiety leaves, but I think God meets us in the midst of anxiety. And I want to encourage you right now that even in the midst of anxiety, God can bring peace in the middle of it. You know, I I realized this and God really showed this to me. He doesn't take anxiety away and put in peace. He puts peace in the midst of anxiety. And I realized this in my own life. I realized, you know, in areas where I was anxious to preach, there was this, there, I was just nervous. I get nervous every time, every time. And I realized that in that there was a peace because I'm going to tell you right now, peace is not a feeling. I realized that peace is not just a, like this sensation. I've realized that peace is something that is a thought. It's a focus. It's something that I have to dwell in and dwell upon. And that's what peace is. So when I go into the presence of God, like I talked about last week, how he gives me peace, he gives me joy. The, the anxiety is, was there, but now it drifts off. But then 
like us, it comes back later on. And it's like, why? What, like, where did this, where did this come from? I thought this was gone. In this world, we live in a fallen world that we're going to have human reactions, human emotions. That's how the world works. But with God, that can be eased because of his presence. And so this message is about why do you feel so anxious? Why do you feel so anxious? Is because you're human. Why do you feel anxious? Is because uh, someone said this one time, Pastor Reagan Miller, uh, the youth pastor of the family church, he said this one time uh, in one of his messages, and he says, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay not to be okay. Maybe he said, maybe life's been treating you wrong and, and you just, it's just you feel like the world's completely against you or you feel anxious about this situation. You feel like, God, why has this happened? It's okay to feel that way. Because I can tell you this right now, I still feel, I feel peace, but I'm still anxious. I have joy, but I still see, feel this type of sorrow. I still have the presence of God. Even right now, I feel the presence of God in this message, but at the same time, I still feel lonely. And I want you to know that it's okay to not be okay. Because let me, I'm going to tell you this right now, for the last couple of days, I've been going, praying to God. I've been going to his feet, not in, in faith or or in, in confidence, but I've gone to him in humility and frustration and, and, and uh, upset with stuff. Like, God, why did this happen? God, why is this, why is this playing out? God wants you to be, be real. God can't listen or speak or bless something that's inauthentic. And I want you, I want you to be encouraged right now that you can go to him saying, God, I'm not okay. God, I'm not okay with this. Because I realized this the other day, a friend of mine was upset. Like, man, he was like, man, this pandemic is really bothering me. And I was like, bro, come on, the, the peace of God, it passes all understanding, Lord, the joy of the Lord is here. Like, like it's with you. You're a Christian. Why would you, why would you deal with that? Like, why, why are you, why are you sounding so anxious? And that part of me didn't realize because I wasn't okay either, but I wasn't showing it. And so I realized that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel these anxious things, to feel a little bit of fear because, because I'm still, I'm still assured that God's got this in control, but I'm still afraid. I'm still in fear. Cause fear, fear is more of a, uh, fear can be a feeling. Fear is still there, but I don't have to dwell in fear. And so I want to encourage you with three points, three beliefs. I want to tell you three things about God that will give you peace. Even though you still feel anxious and you still feel afraid, I still want to give you three things about God that gives you peace. And so the first uh, point I want to play out, the first point is that God is absolutely sovereign. Thank God that he is the ruler and, and he can, and he's the ruler of the world and he controls the universe in the palm of his hands. Recognizing and accepting the truth that God is sovereign over everything is vital to your inner peace. Me knowing that God has everything under control and has everything in the narrative, it gives me peace. I'm still nervous. I'm still afraid. We have flesh. We're flesh and blood. But at the same time, the, the spirit part of this is like, okay, I can understand that he has it under control and it gives me this spiritual peace that passes all understanding. This means nothing related to you is beyond his watchful eye and loving care. Uh, Colossians 1.17 says this, for he is before all things and in him and in, ugh, let me read, let me reread that. Colossians 1.17 and he is before all things and in him all things hold together. 
That is, that is the promise and the assurance of who our God is. That he is the one that controls things. He's the one that controls the narrative. He has the calendar of our lives. And so I don't have to dwell within how, how is this going to happen? What's going to happen next? I don't have to worry about that. If, if, if God showed us, if God showed us the whole calendar of our lives, we wouldn't believe it. That's why God is telling us to understand, giving us an understanding. Hey, rely on me. Trust in me. I am completely sovereign. I'm completely all powerful. If God can take me out in a split second as the, as sovereign as he is, how can I doubt and not expect him to come out victorious of this COVID-19? How can I not see him give me victory in the struggles that I struggle with? He's the one that is completely sovereign over me and he controls the narrative. Point number two, this one's a personal favorite because there's a testimony behind this. Point number two is God is your provider. From From cover to cover, the Bible has a clear message that God is the one who provides all of your needs and my needs. No need is too massive, problematic, or severe for Jesus to meet it. The Bible tells us those, oh, Psalm 34.10, the young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And this is the application for that. The Him being the provider, Jehovah Jireh, he is the provider when I seek him. He has become, and I'm going to tell you this, sometimes God provides even when I'm not seeking him. And I know that sounds a little bit, a little bit crazier, like some type of like scandalous grace thing. But in the, but where the Bible talks about Elijah, when he ran away from the calling God had on his life, when he was running from that place and he was getting hungry and thirsty, what happened? God still fed him. God still gave him a drink. God still, that shows the infamous, scandalous grace of God. And so I have to understand that Sometimes I'm going to seek God. Sometimes I don't feel like it. Sometimes I want to praise him. Sometimes I don't want to. But I'm here to assure you today that God still, still gives that grace and that mercy. And he still provides. Uh, a test, a personal testimony, um, is, uh, a couple of years back when the whole oil rig thing had happened and, 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 and a lot of people were getting laid off. My dad was one of those people. And for about a, about a year and a half, we, it was a constant struggle. My dad was getting job after job because it just, it just wasn't, some things were happening in the workplace that, that wasn't that good or Christ-like. And so there's things that have happened between that, in that year and a half that we struggled financially. We did. But at the same time, as I look back, Every time we felt like we were short of the bill, God paid for it. God sent someone or God just did it. And I'm here to tell you right now that if he, and, and I realize this, if you are, if your family's financially struggling in this time, maybe your dad lost his job. Maybe, maybe your dad or your mom can't work for this long period of time. So how are they going to pay the bills? How are they going to get the groceries? All this stuff. What I want you to be encouraged by is that those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Those who trust in the Lord with all their heart. You can still be afraid of not being financially stable, 
but you can still in your spirit be, God's got me. God's the provider. And this is no like financial prosperity gospel thing. This is something that is a promise from God. If I seek him with all that I am and all that I do, and he's going to provide for me. The third and final point is God has a plan for your fulfillment. For real inner peace, a person needs to know that he or she is able, capable, and skilled at doing something. There's a wonderful sense of peace that comes from when you know you're capable of putting in a good performance or doing a good job. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What this is playing out is that we feel like we can't do anything while we're quarantined. Look what I'm doing right now. I am doing something that God has fulfilled. And like I said in the beginning, I overthink and I criticize myself when I preach. It's like, is this good preaching? Does this sound good? God, is, is does someone really care about this message? God's telling me, no, that's not the point. The point is, is that I've called you to this. I've called you to do this will that I put on your life. And that doesn't matter if you feel like no one listens or no one doesn't. Someone's there gonna, someone's scrolling right now and they stop to watch this video to be spoken, to be spoken from God through you. And so understand that you feel like God doesn't have a plan in this time for, to fulfill something that you need to be fulfilled. God has it in control. When I say he's sovereign and he provides, it, it layers itself into the part where he talks about his plan for your life. And so understand that you are a workmanship. You have, you have gifts, you have talents, you have visions. Don't let that play aside. Don't let that expectation drop. I, I am like that. I drop my expectations very low because I'm afraid of being disappointed. I'm afraid to, uh, I'm afraid of being rejected by this expectation or this vision or this dream. But, but me preaching on this stage, uh, like, like you can see, we're preaching on the main auditorium. We're not preaching in J building. So it's kind of weird doing this, but I'm here to tell you right now. God, don't set the expectation low. I set my expectations really low. There was a time, there was a time where I was, completely out of it. I was like, man, I don't, I don't feel like this preaching things for me. I think I'm gonna quit it. And it was during kids camp a couple years ago and none other than Miss Kenetra. God bless her heart. She came up to me, uh, the Tuesday of the, uh, of the kids camp. She said, Jacob, I had a dream about you. I was like, what do you mean? What kind of dream? She said, I saw you preaching somewhere. I saw you preaching somewhere. And I, and I took that, took it that day. Cause I was literally on the edge of it. I was literally like, I'm done. This is over. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pursue this, but God sent Miss Kenetra by the power, by the grace of God. He sent her to tell me that your calling is still intact. Your calling is still on the move. And this reminds me in, in the gospels where, where Lazarus had died Four days later, Jesus appeared to resurrect him. And I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was Martha or Mary, but she went, because Jesus was at the gate and he walked up and she walked up mad, upset, frustrated. And she said that, Jesus, if you would have been here a day earlier, Lazarus would still be alive. Because in that time, there was a myth and a, uh, and a, and a religious mindset where 
three days is the limit of, of someone being able to be resurrected. On the, on the fourth day, it's over. You can't resurrect that person. But, but, but I realize this. God uses, God takes out the borderlines of expectation so that his glory can be shown. If he would have done it on the third day, they would have never known it was him. They would have, they would have taken Jesus as just a prophet. But they realized he, he helped them to understand even after that, even after he was finished, even after the third day was over, God, Jesus still waited that fourth day. Why? Because he wanted them to know that he is all glorious. He is all powerful. He is, he can provide the situation. He waited the fourth day where all hope was lost. All hope was scattered. It's gone. He waited on the fourth day to say, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus was resurrected that day. You have dreams, you have visions, you have plans that got put on your heart and now they're gone. You feel like it's over with. That happened to me. But what I'm here to tell you right now, God waits till you're at the lowest moment when you're in the, in the, in the lowest area where you're like, okay, I'm finished. I can't do this anymore. God's going to reveal something to boost your faith. He's going to reveal something to boost your faith. So be encouraged by that. Be encouraged that God does have a plan and a fulfillment. But maybe he might do it like he did it with Lazarus. Maybe he might wait the fourth day instead of the third day so that he can show you that he is glorious and that you have to trust in him, that you have to put your faith in who he is and what he says. So I hope you enjoyed this this little devo. I'm pretty sure it was basically a sermon. I don't know how long it's going to be. It's like 20 minutes. But but be encouraged by understand that he is sovereign. He is the controller of the calendar. He is the controller of of our narrative. The next one is God is the provider. And this is a Jehovah Jireh is my favorite name that I love giving him is God, my provider. Because like I said, my family financially struggled for a whole year and a half and it wasn't fun. But at the same time, God provided every time because he is a, he is a promise maker and a promise keeper when he said, when it comes to his word. And then the last one is, he has a plan for your fulfillment in this time. You feel like your plans are being wasted. I felt like my plans were being wasted. We can't have fusion. We can't talk to each other. Well, no, we can't be with each other and we can't, we can't gather together and have, and have community. And it makes me upset, but I realize God's plan doesn't finish yet. It's not done. This COVID-19 thing will be over as soon as possible. Yes, am I, am, am I nervous that it might go on longer? Yeah, I have, I have thoughts. I overthink stuff. But at the same time, if God has the control and God has a plan for my fulfillment and your fulfillment, then I have to understand that he has it under control and it's going to happen in Jesus' name. And so I just want to take this moment just to pray for everyone who's watching this. I want to pray for two groups of people. The first group is that maybe... This is a moment where you have to accept Jesus. Maybe you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior and you feel like you 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 were nervous of this. You you have so much anxiety that it's blowing through the roof. But I want you to know that God brings you peace in the midst of your anxiety. And so with this prayer, I want to pray a prayer of salvation over you. And I want you to repeat this after me. Um and let's pray this prayer. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you right now. Lord, I acknowledge that you died for me, paid for my sins, and three days later you rose again. Father, I repent. I realize that I have sinned against you and that I have a lot of sin in my life. Lord, come into my heart. 
Be Lord of my life. Transform my ways and let me live for you. Lord, I thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for forgiving me. I believe that you are the Lord. I believe that you are a king. And Lord, I ask for your Holy Spirit to dwell within me so that I can be bold in living for you and preaching your gospel and your word to others. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to pray for the second group of people. Maybe you are a Christian, but you're feeling very this anxiety. You don't, you, you don't understand why you're feeling this type of peace in the midst of it. Why can't God just take away the anxiety and put in the peace? God wants you to understand that he can do that even within it. And you have to understand it's, it's what you tell yourself. He's giving me peace in the midst of it. That's crazy. How does that happen? He's God. That's what he does. And so I want to pray for everyone who's under stress, anxiety, worry, doubt, fear, rejection, all the things that hurt you emotionally, mentally. I want to pray for that. Father, we come before you right now. Father God, you, you, you are God. You are the sovereign Lord that knows how we tick, knows how we operate in things. Father, I pray that, that Lord, you are giving us ideas, visions, and plans to work with after COVID-19. Father, I pray that you're giving us ease, Lord. You're giving us peace in the midst of things, Father. You don't just take away and put in, Lord God. You meet us there. Though I walk through the valley, you are with me, even though I walk through the darkest valley. Because at the end of this road, Lord God, you have set a table in the presence of our enemies. And so, Father, I pray for peace, comfort, joy, love, kindness on everyone everybody that is listening to this podcast and this IG live message. And Lord, I pray that Lord, you are meeting us here, even through the screen, wherever they're watching, Lord, give them peace Lord, give them joy Lord, give them strength to continue. Lord, even though they don't feel okay, it's okay to not feel okay, but Lord, give them the peace and the joy that you bring. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. I love you guys. Appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all next Wednesday. Love y'all. God bless.